0: read out scripture from Psalms 23 verse 4. It says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your word and your staff protect and comfort me. And I really believe this is a word that the Lord has given to us, that despite everything that's happened with the coronavirus, that he is close and he's beside us. So Father Lord, I pray that people who are perhaps suffering, or people who are suffering from anxiety, would just know of your great difference right now. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Sing, baby. Everlasting, you are strong. broken, lost and hopeless, our lives you change, our lives you change. power to break every chain. The name that sets the captives free. Oh, the sweet name of Jesus.
2: team. Woo! So hi guys, I'm Alex and I'm going to be taking the offering for today. Um, so if we can just turn to Luke 6 verses 38 and I just want to talk briefly about generosity. Um, so I'm reading in a passion translation and it says, give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you, shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that I will run over the top. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Um, and in this verse, Jesus is literally just talking about um, when we give, it will literally come back to us. Um, it won't only bless others, but it will bless you as well. And it may not only just be in your finances, but it will be in other areas of your life, Whatever you're praying for, Jesus literally wants to overflow that in your life. So if you do want to give today, you can give at weareinprint.org slash give. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to welcome Pastor Wally for the announcements. Thank you so much, Alex. So I quickly want to do the
0: announcements. So on Input TV, we have a packed schedule for you guys. So on Monday, we have our refresh sessions, which is basically live streamed on Instagram, which is a live stream prayer meeting. That's Monday, 9 a.m. Monday, 6 p.m., we have Sunday Breakdown, which is essentially just an opportunity for us to watch a live debrief of the Sunday talks. Um, On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have e which are online Bible study communities. And Thursday evening, we also have Pastor ST from Imprint Leicester, who will be doing a podcast series on the gospel. And on Friday, 6pm, we have another Refresh prayer meeting, which will be streamed on Instagram. And on Saturday, we have our Haven and Wonder podcast. Haven is our men's community, and Wonder is our women's community in the church. And there's going to be a special podcast for you guys. And also, you can join us next week for our 5pm service online. God bless. And I would like to welcome our guest speaker for tonight. Can we all welcome Ikev? Woo! Yes, come on, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. She's amazing. Ica, can I pray for you? Yeah. Yeah, Father Lord, we thank you so much for Ica. We thank you so much for how you're going to use her tonight. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to just speak through her clearly in the name of Jesus. I've pray for all of us who are just streaming in. I pray that you'll give us a just deep understanding of what you're trying to translate to us.
2: Hello, E! family. Thank you, guys. Um, I just wanted to just say thank you to Pastor Wale for giving me the opportunity to share the word of God today. And also just um, a big thank you to him for continuing, you know, um, Sunday services through this platform, even in the midst of, you know, the coronavirus. And, um, yeah, I just want you guys to turn to your your neighbor, whoever you're self-isolating with. If it's your pet, turn to your pet and let them know that this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So we've been talking about holiness for the past two series, and honestly, it's been such a blessing. So Pastor Wale spoke about um, how Jesus um, basically is the high priest for us today. And how in the Old Testament, people would have to make sacrifices in order to atone for their sins. But we no longer have to do that um, today because of the, the, the gift of salvation that we have from Jesus Christ. And last week, Joel basically broke down the spirit, the soul and the body. And it's just been such a blessing because I felt like, God really wanted to merge even those two things here today, and just continue this, um, just this series on holiness. So, before I continue, I'm just going to quickly pray. So, heavenly Father, we just say thank you for this day, Lord. We say thank you that we can um, look onto you with uh, with hope and have faith that even with everything that's happening, you are still in control. We say thank you for the opportunity to gather once again in our various homes and just learn at your feet, Lord. We pray that even as I continue to speak, that your spirit will speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I'll be honest, when Pastor Wally asked me to um, share this word on holiness, I was basically like, no! (laughs) And in my mind, I said to myself, you can find someone holier. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit was just really speaking to me and made known to me that he was about to take me on on an adventure because there was something in my mindset that hadn't quite accepted the fact that I am a holy vessel. And I didn't realize this until, you know, he asked me to do this preach and my immediate response was fear. So I was thinking about it throughout the week and I was just like, Lord, why am I so afraid? And... God basically made me realize that in my, in my thoughts, I'd, I had this belief that, you know, we are made in God's image, as the word says, but I struggled with understanding why I, I sin sometimes, like we all do. I kept saying to God, God, if I'm made in your image, why am I not perfect? And God's really been breaking it down to me, and today I believe he also wants me to share the truth of what he's revealed to me, to you guys also. Amen. So when um, I was doing, studying for this word, um, one thing that was made known to me or made very clear to me is the fact that when we were created, so in Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve and they sinned, the moment they sinned, sin almost entered into our DNA. And when we are born, we are born of the sinful nature. But when Jesus came, he came to give us a new nature nature of Christ, so that when we accept Jesus into our lives, we now have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us the desire to do things that are holy. He gives us the desire to do things that are pleasing to God. So if we have this new nature, why do we sometimes still struggle with sin? If we are born again, and we have the, the the Holy Spirit in us. What is it that's still causing us to sometimes have to work hard in our, to overcome certain things or find ourselves still struggling with certain things? And it's basically all down to our flesh. Now, when the Bible talks about the flesh, um, it, it mentions the flesh quite, quite a lot. And in one meaning, one meaning of the flesh is old... Our sinful our sinful nature it's the sinful nature that's what flesh is translated into so I'm just quickly going to read second um, Corinthians 5 verse 17 oh, I was about to say if anyone's there <laughs> feel free to read it out but <laughs> y'all online <laughs> okay second Corinthians 5. Verse 17. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people back to him. So from here, what we see is that there is an old life and there is a new life. The old life is one that's a slave to the flesh the old life is one that's living to to please the flesh but the new life as we said of the Holy Spirit has the desire to please God so from this verse one thing that also stood out to me was the idea of ownership it says that we are now in Christ meaning we belong to Christ. And the Bible talks about us not, be, not having two masters, the idea that we shouldn't serve two masters, and the idea that you can only have one master. It's either we are mastered by our flesh and our, our desires, the things that will satisfy us, or we are mastered by Christ and the things that are pleasing and acceptable to him. So yeah, why am I finding it so hard to accept God's holiness? And when I look back into my life, um, my past especially, I would felt like there were just so many things that I had done wrong that there was no way that God could actually forgive me. And that was a lie from the enemy. And you know, last week, Joelle spoke about... um, battling the the lies with the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word that says that he sees us as the righteousness of Christ. The truth of his word that says that we are saved by grace and not by works. So no matter how weak my flesh may be, I have the grace to lean on God. I have the grace to lean on the Holy Spirit and pursue righteousness through the power that the Holy Spirit gives. Amen. So the focus of today's preaching is um, Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 to 41, which I'm going to try and read briefly. Matthew 26, 36 to 41. So we've, we've, um, basically heard about how we do have a a new nature that we can put on and we can overcome the the sins of the flesh through this new nature. And there's also, you know, the Bible's great because it gives us so much wisdom and points us into the direction to go when we are doing this life and when we're trying to live a holy life. And one thing that um, was made clear was the need to watch and pray. And that's that's the title of today's sermon, Watch and Pray. <laughs> Ten minutes into it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to read the scripture out loud. Matthew 26, verses 36 to 41. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee, and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed his head to the ground praying, my father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me one more hour, or even one hour? Keep watch and pray so you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing and the body is weak. In other translations it says, but the flesh is weak. And what happens for the rest of this story is, Jesus goes to pray. He comes back again. And he sees that the disciples are still sleeping. And he repeats the same thing. You couldn't stay awake for just one hour. And when I read this, what the Holy Spirit was saying to me is that there's a need to understand that, yes, your spirit is willing because you have the spirit of God. But be aware that the flesh is weak. Be aware that the the sinful nature of man is weak. And to watch and to pray. And what's so, what's beautiful about this verse is, it shows that even Jesus needed needed to pray. You know, he was about to go to the cross. It was getting closer to the time that he was going to go to the cross and die. And he was anguished, as the Bible says. And he said, Lord, if it is possible, let me not have to do this, but not my will. Your will be done. And he demonstrated the need to pray. And I believe even here he was strengthened. He was strengthened to keep walking in obedience after he prayed. Same way we can be strengthened to keep pursuing a life of obedience to God through holiness. And one of the ways is through prayer. So there are two parts to to watching and praying that um, God was really just breaking down for me. The first one was the watch. And basically, to watch means to to be vigilant. (laughs) I almost said vigilant. (laughs) To be vigilant. To be at alert. So imagine if you have, you know, everyone has a phone. And when your battery is low, you get an alert or you get a notification. You get notified. You're being being made aware of what's happening. And I felt like God was saying to me, this is the same way we have to be at alert about ourselves. This is the same way that we have to be vigilant with what's going on with ourselves. So for example, um, I'm gonna expose myself a little bit here, but um, I struggled with a lot of jealousy in my past. And I wasn't helping myself (laughs) because there was a situation where um, I'd just been broken up with and I would keep, you know, following this person on Instagram and their um, significant other. And I just thought to myself, Lord, why can't I let this jealousy go? Why am I still comparing myself? Why am I still envying? And it was made clear to me that I was feeding the jealousy. I was feeding the envy, and I had to take precautions. I had to, you know, literally block them from my social media, so I wouldn't look at them. (laughs) At one point, they had to block me. (laughs) But we have to watch and be vigilant, because we still have flesh. We still have mortal bodies. You know, whatever we feed our minds, as the Bible says, your thoughts become you, become you. Another example is if you struggle with sexual sin, what, what are you watching? What are you feeding your mind? Perhaps you need to cut out some Netflix shows that have too many you know, physical scenes in them. I had to at one point start watching um, Full House because it was a lot more wholesome than a lot of the options on Netflix. And I found that in that time, I wasn't struggling with the same thoughts that I I was before, because I was watching. I was being aware of what my body needed and what my body was saying, and being sure to put down the desires that weren't of God by not feeding them. If you struggle with gossiping, for example, but you're still watching Real Housewives of Atlanta where they literally just sit down and gossip about each other, (laughs) it's not helpful. So we have to be willing to put our flesh under, to put it under submission. You know, in Romans 12, verse 1, it says that we should offer a body as a living and holy sacrifice. And it's kind of like an oxymoron because to be living and being a sacrifice at the same time are almost like two opposites. Because a sacrifice is something that's dead. You kill a sacrifice and you offer it. But God wants us to be living. So, what does that mean? Living in his spirit, but dead to our flesh, which is our sacrifice. And even in Romans 12, 1 again, it says, it continues to say, don't copy the behaviors of this world, don't copy the customs of this world. You know, we, we, we see around us that it's like, it says in, in young girls' magazines, it's okay to masturbate, it's okay to do this, it's natural. But we as a body of Christ are being called to be holy, which means to be set apart. Meaning we don't, our standards aren't set by the world, they're set by the word of God. So that's watching. And then we're going to go into praying also. Because the scripture said watch and pray. So it's not just watching about. You know, being vigilant about our physical selves, but also spiritually. And I believe that there is power in prayer. And I believe that there is nothing that God does not want us to pray about. You know, the Bible says that we should bring our our requests known to God with prayer, with thanksgiving, with supplications. And to pray without ceasing. So last week, Joelle was talking about knowing the word. Yeah, he was talking about knowing the word. And this is such a great way to pray effectively. Because the Bible describes the word of God as the sword of the spirit. So we need to have our swords intact and ready at all times. We can't afford to leave it down. We can't afford to just, you know, dilly-dally. That's such an old term. (laughs) But we have to know the word of God. When Jesus was in the desert and um, the devil came to tempt him, again, no one is above temptation. Even Jesus himself was tempted. He rebuked the devil using the word of God. And we also, we have the authority to use the same word when we feel, when we are feeling, um, when we feel like temptation is around the corner, So we can be vigilant and we can be prayerful. The Bible talks about how um, sin waits outside the door. Wanting to master us. But we can master. We can be a master over sin by staying servants of Christ. By having his word hidden in our hearts. So when these situations arise, we don't open the door and just let sin come in. No, no, no. We know it's there, so we stay on guard. We don't open the door. We don't give room for sin to enter into our lives. Amen. Pray with people. When we look at the Bible, there's so many examples of when the disciples, for example, would gather together and pray. Especially uh, this perfect time of self-isolation. This is a great time to gather together to pray. And in print, we actually have uh, online prayers at the moment. So it's a great way together, to get together, sharing community. There is power in community. Jesus had disciples and asked his disciples to pray for him while he was gone. And there's also so much power in being vulnerable with the things that we are, um, we are struggling with in community. Because one of the, the greatest tactics that the enemy will use is shame, to keep us silent. But the word of God says, his word says that he will bring to light When we confess our sins, he he brings us into his light. So if you have people around you that you can trust, share what it is that you are struggling with. Ask them to pray with you. And as the word says, if we ask anything in his name, anything, he's able to do it. And I'd just like to invite the worship team to join me. We have the privilege of knowing that with God, nothing is impossible. With Him, all things are possible. He has given us His Spirit, He has given us His Word. We have all the things that we need to overcome sin. And just as I was praying this morning and um, preparing some more for this sermon and hearing what God was saying, I saw a, a vision of a, like the brain, and in the next image, I saw um, neurons firing. So I Googled what what this image was, and the picture that I see that I'd seen that matched exactly what I saw was actually. Um, the image of a hippocampus and basically what the hippocampus does is it's this it's a center for learning and memory it deals with the things that we transmit from our short-term to our long-term memory and how we learn things and I believe that God was saying that in that moment he wants to renew people's minds He wants to renew the things that we believe about ourselves. The things we believe about holiness. The lies that we've held on to that have crippled us from walking in our full authority as being overcomers. So wherever you are, if you want to close your eyes. And just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, we say thank you for giving us your Son as a sacrifice. But He came to die for our sins so we can live in freedom in you. Lord, we repent in any way we've sinned against you. And we pray that you come into our lives again. Give us the grace to live a life that's lived that's pleasing and holy unto you. We say thank you because there is power in your name. In Jesus' name we pray.